shit. What's up with it? That was the greatest opening ever. That was the worst opening since Batman and Robin was at the cinema. It's very lively, though. Batman and Robin or this beer? This beer. It is quite lively, as you say. Anyway, while you're doing that, yeah. I'll speak to the people who are listening. You speak to the people. It's beer o'clock, time for drunken time travel, and this week we've been thinking... Aren't choose your own adventures just choosing what book to read in the first place? You're fascinated by my point, aren't you? Yes, I'm fascinated by your gases, but then that's always you, isn't it? Oh, yes. I'm all about the gas. Uh, on my right, a man who expects a space rocket with Spider-Man at the controls, but he quit. It's English Gav. Hello. Even though this is in the wrong order, I don't like this. <laughs> oh. And on my left, a man who dangles his legs over the side of the bed every night and has yet to have his legs scrapped. It's Irish Gav. Yep, two continuity heavies, heavy on my left, on my... Continuity heavies, I'd like to meet them. <laughs> <laughs> Does they come round and beat you up if you get it wrong? Yeah, what, like if we say it in the wrong order? Yeah. Our beer today, uh, you may have heard it, yeah. it's Little Things That Kill by Weird Beard. Yes. Batch number eight. Speaking of weird beards, my beard's actually getting quite long at the moment. It is getting very long. Uh, it's, it's annoying me. So it should. I might shave it when I leave it. Uh, yeah, so this this week our tale is Terror of the Autons. Featuring the Autons. I'm just fascinated to hear it by the way you guys very slowly trying to pour it's almost like he's pouring molecule by molecule into the, into the thing so it doesn't get too fizzy it is the liveliest beer I have ever come across livelier than Devil. that that is very lively have some tomorrow night uh, yeah Terror of the Autons uh, so while you're attempting that your Blue Peter project I'll yes. tell the audience <laughs> about our synopsis episode one a horse box dematerializes near a circus and outsteps a bearded man. Boom! The master out of motherfucking nowhere. He hypnotizes the circus manager and together they steal the nesting meteorite. See spearhead from space, true believers. In more good news, Liz has gone, so unit apprentice Joe Grant, 1970's own Rose Tyler, becomes the doctor's new companion. At a nearby deep space radio telescope, the master makes short work of a professor and his assistant before attaching the meteorite and transmits a signal into space. Later, the doctor arrives at the telescope to find the professor's shrunken corpse in a lunchbox. Shrunken corpse lunchbox is my fine young cannibal's cover band. Then a time lord arrives, looking like a banker, to warn the doctor that the master has arrived on Earth. And also that benchmate rates are cut by 10 basis points to facilitate quantitative easing. Meanwhile, a mysterious Colonel Masters has also hypnotised a plastic factory owner, Farrell, to produce a new line of products. It's the master. It's not mysterious at all. The doctor thinks the master is in cahoots with the nesting, so Joe goes to the Farrell plastic factory where she is captured and hypnotised by the master. Back at unit, she tries to release a bomb in front of the doctor. Things you don't normally see in circuses. Time Lords. Episode 2. 
The doctor throws the box out of the window, just missing some ducks before it explodes. Someday you can get rid of a bomb. The doctor deduces in Holmesian wisdom that it was the master's work. Meanwhile, the plastic factory's founder, Daddy Farrell, is annoyed at Colonel Masters. Yes, that's still the master. The master wants him to take an evil-looking doll home. Not having seen Charles play, he takes it. Back at his home, due to the heat, the doll comes to life and kills Daddy Farrell. Meanwhile, the doctor decides to investigate the circus. Joe is ordered to stay behind, but sneaks along. The doctor is captured by head circus guy man, and Joe phones into the brigadier before rescuing the doctor. On their escape, they are confronted by head circus guy man and his cohorts. They manage to escape with their lives when a police car turns up to take the doctor and Joe away. When the doctor asks for the warrant card, the policeman takes great offence, and his face falls out to reveal an autumn. Plastic dummy animated by the nesting. Things time lords and circuses like doing hypnotism. Episode 3 In the struggle, the police car crashes, and the Doctor and Joe escape with the help of the Brigadier and Captain Yates. Yay, unit did something. Back at the fireworks, candy and puppy dog factory, in a bizarre Blue Peter mashup, they're making plastic daffodils with the nesting. Autons, dressed in carnival masks, are touring the country, put handing them out. The Doctor and Joe take the evil doll for examination. Meanwhile, a mysterious repairman repairs the cord on the Doctor's phone. It's not mysterious, it's the Master again. Joe and Captain Yates accidentally reactivate the doll using heat, but Yates soon blows it to pieces with his gun. The Doctor then receives a phone call from the Master, who activates the device, and the Doctor's phone cord starts to squeeze him to death. Things Time Lords and Circuses who hypnotise like doing, making phone calls. Episode 4 Once again, the Doctor is rescued by the Brigadier, two in a row. When examining the daffodil, the Doctor and Joe accidentally discover it's activated by radio waves. They go on to accidentally discover penicillin and serendipity. The daffodil sprays plastic over Joe's nose and mouth, almost suffocating her. The doctor surmises this is their plan for the humans. The Master then arrives, but not to sell Avon. He's about to kill the Doctor, but the Doctor reveals he has his dematerialization circuit. Joe then reveals units are going to bomb where the nesting are. The Master takes his leave with his prisoners, tying them to where the airstrike is going to happen, like a silent movie villain. The Doctor is able to signal and the airstrike is cancelled. The Master signals the nesting force to land, but the Doctor convinces him he'll be expended too so they work together to repel them like so much He-Man and Skeletor. Once done, the Master escapes, but is found again and shot. But it's not the Master at all, but Farrell in a mask. With the Master stuck on Earth, the Doctor is looking forward to meeting him again, each and every week, always in more sexy and exciting ways. Things Time Lords and Circuses who hypnotise and like making phone calls sell pyramid schemes. So, and that, as you say, was the synopsis. Indeed. So, the master. Yes, the master. He, he turned up in this one, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. You might re- remember him as John Sim. Yes, he was. Or Anthony Henry. I don't know. Or Jeffrey Beavers. Don't know him. Or so many others. <laughs> I know some of them. Probably, maybe. Gordon Tipple. He played the master in the uh, TV movie. Did he never spoke, he just saw him before he got blown up by the Daleks. 
Well, we'll get to that. Yes. <laughs> Eventually. Uh, yes, he's apparently universally known as the master. So he says. It it it, it wasn't with so much of an air of confidence. <laughs> universally. Maybe that's what he tells everybody where he goes, and hopefully it will catch on eventually. Well, like you and Simmy boys. I don't tell everybody that. Well, I do, but... <laughs> People started calling me at first. <laughs> Universally? Universally. <laughs> also, his tortoise is a horse box. Really? Who does... I mean, but did he just... Right, we're in a circus, I'm going to make my tortoise a horse box. Or did the tortoise decide that? Uh, uh, we, we don't know yet. How the chameleon circuit was. You say yet, like we're going to find that out at some point. <laughs> That's there along with the other 12 things in Moffat's master plan, which we still we don't know. Well, essentially, the TARDIS is supposed to automatically blend in with its surroundings, is it not? Yes. So the TARDIS would decide on the best camouflage. On a horse box. Yeah, in a circus. It landed near some other horse boxes. <laughs> Fancy to go on these horse boxes. We thought I'll turn into a girl horse box. Well, or a boy horse box. You know, it's not uh, it's the 21st century after Not then. Well, there's nothing wrong with a girl horse box. <laughs> Although, how it uh, expresses itself as a girl horse box is another matter. It's in the uh, registration plate. Does it say girl horse box? Yes. Well, it says. Guru horse books. Because <laughs> apparently you're not allowed vowels. And the TARDIS knows us. And the first knows all. Universally, you might say. Because it now it got a ticket in the future, so it decided not to do it in the past. Yeah. That's why it wasn't just a normal car. That's probably how it chooses the best. <laughs> when it becomes things, then finds out what happens, and then becomes other things. Yeah. <laughs> Because it knows the past and the present and the future. Does yeah, it? All at the same time. Apparently, according to Moffat. Are you speaking of the uh, telepathic circuits? Possibly. You know that thing that... Um, well, yeah, but essentially, in that. the doctor's wife. Ah, does she know everything? Well, she sort of knows things, but can only reveal it via vague clues. Yes, because she doesn't know linearity. Or maybe she's got confused after all this time and she's forgot what it was. I don't know. All right. We're just guessing. We're all just guessing. So the master also made a self-inflating plastic chair which apparently comes to life and eats people. Or smothers them, shall we say. I need to see a spin-off of this. Uh, in, in what way? By saying I need to see one. I don't need to see one. I just need to know they've done one. In what way? Do you need to see a spin-off with the Master making different chairs and furniture that kill people? No, or, or just a spin-off of that one chair that goes around eating people. <laughs> that sits on it. I know I know, I know. there's a movie with a bed that eats people. Is that? Yes, there's, I, a, I there's a horror movie with a bed that eats people. can't remember what it's called off the top of my head, but I'm sure if you Google bed eats people movie, you should find it pretty quickly. This is probably the time when we'd usually Google that. But we're not going to. No. You fucking do it. 
I cannot be bothered. <laughs> also, the, the Northern Irish man, McDermott, before he was killed, said the chair looks like a black pudding. Yes, what What the hell does is it full English breakfast look like? Well, it has a sofa on it. <laughs> <laughs> does it normally pull this breakfast out from under the sofa or something? Well, the only thing I can see between the two of them, between the black pudding and the sofa that, that are in common, is the absence of other colours. <laughs> yes. Apart from the lot pudding also has like white bits in it. Yes, this didn't. Maybe, maybe surely you should have said, sure it looks like a black hole and then get sucked into it. It looks like a silk jacket. <laughs> looks like a pint of Guinness. But it wouldn't have the white bit on top. It would look like yeah. a shit pint of Guinness. It looks like a shit black pudding. <laughs> You, you make a good point. <laughs> I'm warning to chew on that. <laughs> don't know why I thought it was... <laughs> I don't know why I thought it was, like, full of air. <laughs> Tissue compressor. Yes, the miniaturisation thing. Yes, yes, the thing that the master has that miniaturise, miniaturises people. Mm. Just thought I mentioned that. That's what he does. He makes people small and then puts them in lunchboxes. Well, where else are you going to start them to keep them fresh? <laughs> you could have put them in the, in the thermos flask. Next to your bacon and sausage onion. Full English breakfast. And your sofa. Because you haven't got a lot put in anymore. No. It's now a sofa. It's now eating people. You now sit on your, your black pudding. Have you, ever, have you ever seen a black pudding that's taking a bite out of you? Is that like some new advertising campaign? Yes. Yes, that's in the spin-off. Series 2, I think. Okay. I've got this all plotted up. The, uh, the Master also has a better degree in cosmic science than the Doctor, apparently. Apparently, yes, he's better than the Doctor in every way. <laughs> Yeah, why don't we just call this Master Who and be done with it? Why don't we? Legal reasons, probably. It could go out and make friends with all the enemies. This is it, is it? Yeah. This is it, you make these ideas and then I have to come up with the plotting and everything. <laughs> so we've got a spin-off with, yeah. the, with the sofa and then, and then a spin-off with the master where he goes off and Yes, get it, writ. get it written. Get it written. And then they can fight the Doctor across space and time. Yeah. Oh, oh. Bumping into old Robert and Steve and Jeff. Who's Jeff? And Reg. I don't know who Robert and Steve are, but who's Jeff? Uh... Wasn't Jeff the guy, the Silurian that plays the flute? Ah, okay, who's the other one? Rich. Racist Reg, also a sly Silurian. A sly Silurian? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anybody else. It's a good thing. They can be in the spin ups then. There was another bit with the master that I liked as well. Was it? He was a. Yeah, went up to the owner of the factory, uh, presented him with the doll that he's featured. And he goes, uh, basically, he said, here, I want you to make these. 
To which the uh, reply was, uh, that's an interesting idea, but I don't think we're going to go ahead with that. And this is this this monstrosity. <laughs> yes. Which will be on our cover, I believe. Yes, it will. If you can see them. Uh, yeah, he didn't say, Jesus, holy Christ, what is that? He just said, that's an interesting idea, but I'm going to have to say no. <laughs> but I'll do, did he actually make that himself in his uh, pink horse box? Sorry, I was trying to work out that was a euphemism. Um, <laughs> he was the master chipping away to lump of plaster. <laughs> and he made this here I've made this it's a bit rubbish because I'm not very good at making things that's why it looks a bit ugly but can that. you make more of these <laughs> <laughs> if you want you can make them look good <laughs> you can make them look I don't know <laughs> I just good. want you to make some dolls this is all I want some dolls. It doesn't have to be as ugly as this monstrosity. <laughs> you surely did that on Medda. It's yeah. his own fault. The master's not as intelligent as it looks. No, he's not good at uh, dealing with people, I don't think. Mm. Especially not stupid humans. Especially ones that can't be hypnotised. Mm. He also did, the master also did the, the old bucket on the top of the door routine. But it was with a bomb. That's gonna mess your hair up. No, not mine. It was mess your beard up. <laughs> Take much out of Um. Yes, and he loves his masks. Oh, who doesn't? He must have worn at least two masks in this. And then his other disguise as Colonel Masters. He didn't even bother wearing a mask. He wasn't the only Time Lord in this episode. Yes, we got Mysterious Ball, the hat guy. Yes, who just appeared at the sound of a TARDIS in the middle of the sky. I reckon his hat was the TARDIS. His hat was the TARDIS. Yeah. And he travels by poking out of poking out of the TARDIS. Yeah. Well, you know you can extend the shields outside of the edge of the TARDIS. <laughs> Oh, he just extended his shield outside the edge of his hat. <laughs> I wouldn't. Yeah, that makes sense. I wasn't sure if he was just, you know, inside an invisible tortoise. Could also be that. I don't do that. I think his hat's a tortoise. Is that or his cane? His cane's a tortoise. Did he have a cane? He did. If he didn't have a cane, he needs one. Because how the fuck's he going to travel without a tortoise cane? <laughs> you from Mattel. And he also said, uh, he used the expression, at least his hearts are in the right places. Is is that expression really going to travel? Not that it, I know I'm saying he travelled from Earth to Gallifrey. But I think he, he probably knows the Earth expression, so he, 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 adapted, he adapted it, you know, to speak to the doctor who's gone native. Yes. <laughs> He's done his research before he left. Yeah, got to do your research. Oh, that's only fair enough. I feel so. Mm-hmm. That's a not prize. There's <laughs> a brigadier, who you might remember. He's the one with the wonky moustache. Yeah. Yeah, I like how yeah. the doctor doesn't trust him. With with the, that same bomb, he, he manages to defuse it, but then 
it basically burns out the the contents so that the humans can't get their hand on like a very powerful bomb, mm. which annoys me. Yeah, and I wonder why the Doctor doesn't trust him as well. Seeing as he, uh, at the start of the episode, he, he really he sent an alien intelligence to a museum, the nesting consciousness. Oh, yes. yes. He says, instead of keeping this locked up safe, he's oh, yeah, I'll send it off to the museum. <laughs> oh, look, and then somebody stole it from the museum. I wonder how that could have possibly happened. The brigadier is in cahoots with the master on the sofa. I wouldn't be surprised the way he fucking runs you on it. It's a fucking shambles. I could do it better. Could you? Yeah. Are you doubting that I could run it better than him? Yeah, but he just rubbish. But the brigadier doesn't have spreadsheets. If you didn't have spreadsheets, could you could you still do it better? I, I could draw spreadsheets. <laughs> you can draw spreadsheets. You probably spend like the first two months drawing spreadsheets. It'd be the same amount of time the Brigadier spends redecorating his new <laughs> office. He doesn't have to do that anymore. Because they've got a new unit lab, so they don't need to move around so much. I'll have already sent me spreadsheets up by then. <laughs> All I need is a rubber and I can figure in some new figures. Oh, so being the Brigadier, you think he'd have like a cool car or something, but he just had like some kind of forward, forward Austin or something. You can't. Get one over on Bessie, though, can you? No. He just the doctor's crappy, got to have the cool car. But he just has a crappy car. It does kill an auto, though, so, you know. Swings and roundabouts. It's functional. That's what it is. Fully functional. It's... You, you can't be doing any fancy cars in the uh, unit. In the unit. Yeah. In the unit. Yates. Uh, I had a yes. note that he's a bit rubbish. Yes. That's, that's fair <laughs> enough, then. <laughs> <laughs> it did amuse me when he was uh, sort of flirting with Joe. Yeah, that's that's the that's going to be an ongoing thing, I think. I I, uh, yeah. I was reading. It, it, it was terribly obvious and terrible as well. I was reading about uh, how they were uh, the produ- the producer Byrlets wanted to replace Liz with. Uh, he liked the way that Jamie and you know, there was a male and a female companion in. Second Doctor, so he's going to replace, do the same, and so he got Joe in, and I'm thinking, who the? I don't remember a male companion, and then and then and then he got Mike Hates in. Oh him, oh man. <laughs> but he didn't really. I was, have was, said it, he was, was he supposed to be a companion? Apparently, I don't remember him. You know, being companiony. No. But, uh, a bit like Benton. Benton as well. See, you don't. He's probably one, but he just sort of. Oh, unit he's, number he's, four. He's below. Benton's below. Um, Yates. I bet he is. There's three of them. There's uh, what do you call them? And the other two. Yeah. Yeah. Then three and in. Then three and and random guy who dies every week. And also, Mister Yates went to make a a cup of hot chocolate. Cocoa. Cocoa. Yeah. Same thing. I don't know. Again, we'd Google it, but you know, fuck that. But uh, in, pretty in, much, instead of going Just to like make it, team. yeah, instead of you wouldn't call that hot chocolate, would you? What oh, oval team? Yeah, no, that's not cocoa. Is it not? It's, it's like it's some kind of it's a malt bastard drink. child of the two. It's just a malt drink. 
don't even think there's any chocolate in it. All I remember about Ovaltine is the crappy skin you get every three seconds on top of it. Anyway, but instead of uh, using uh, any sort of normal means to make a drink, he decides to uh, make it in the doctor's lab using a Bunsen burner. Yes, the doctor didn't take kindly for that. I'm not surprised. Until he found out that it solved the puzzle of everything. Seriously, every, every like like the the uh, the the radio thing that activates the daffodils, they found that out by accident. Heat that activated that doll, they found that out by accident. Pretty much everything. It's was the original found house. <laughs> yeah, except they didn't have to make seventeen bad decisions in between. And the brigadier didn't end up dead on an operating table. <laughs> the doctor nearly ended up dead, though. It's like it's like an average episode of Doctor. <laughs> Professor Googe, I, I want to talk about now. Go on, man. Let's do this. <laughs> okay, several things about him. Well, two. Number one is there was like an entire conversation about boiled eggs that him and his assistant had. These people worked in the deep space radio place, and mm-hmm. and they had a con- it's just a conversation that dragged on far too long about eggs. He likes his eggs, but then you saw him like after he'd been shrunk in the lunchbox, and next 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 door to the <laughs> lunchbox, what was his lunch that you saw, which yeah, complete of, with eggs, like boiled yeah. eggs, which you saw him munching on earlier. And and biscuits, like digestive biscuits next to it. And they were all yeah. in the same, you know... And tomatoes. They, they were all in the same bunch. Yeah. Oh, yeah, all wrapped up in a tissue paper. Yeah. Or something. I mean, that's just going to taste... Could you imagine what the eggs... Or the, yeah. Fuck what the eggs. Can you imagine what the biscuits will taste like? Yeah. <laughs> Eggy biscuits. <laughs> yeah. Eggy tomato biscuits. <laughs> Well, not supposed, but the eggs definitely—you definitely taste the uh, egg in the biscuits. All it, all it takes Again, is, not the, is the tomato just to get a little bit squashed. It cracks a bit and leaks juice all over. And you know how that does to a sandwich. Eggy soggy biscuits—that would be. Yeah. And then you've got eggy flavoured soggy tomato biscuits. <laughs> this week we're going to make eggy flavoured soggy tomato biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> We were going to make black pudding, but it ran away. <laughs> it ran away and ate the producer. But as the producer sat down to write it, <laughs> he disappeared. That was a good bit in the story where the Masters, Colonel Masters, is telling uh, Daddy Farrell about what happened to uh, Mr. McDermott. He, says, he just sat down and slipped away. <laughs> See, that, that chair, back to the chair again, it would be yeah. better if it was like a shredder if you sat down and then you were pulled backwards through it and shredded and it came mm. out the back. Or it just spat bones out or something. I'm sure I've seen something like that where it spat bones out. But anyway, uh, Toberman's but, back. Yes, uh, return of a nil character. But he's, yeah, he's a different character, yeah. I presume. <laughs> but he doesn't talk much again. Toberman was, the, was in... Uh, Tomb of the Cybermen. It was in that, yes. And, uh, yeah. But now he's in colour. And doesn't speak again. 
So, yay for black people. Mm-hmm. On the black puddings. On the black puddings. You're listening to Drunken Time Travel. It's quarter past the hour. It's time for the beer interlude. So, yes, we're drinking Tell of the Tell. Little things that kill. Yeah, some weird beard. This is uh, Boo, sorry, batch number eight. What percentage is this fine beer? This is 3.5%. That's not too bad. Mm. Well, the thing about this, every single batch that they do, they use different hops. Alright, every single batch they do, they piss in. (laughs) They may do that as well. It doesn't mention on the label. Who (laughs) knows? Pardon me. This is batch number 95. Mm. It's uh, bottled conditioned. Tell the ladies and gentlemen what that means. That means there is uh, live yeast in the bottle. Um, Would that account for its fizziness? Uh, yeah, I probably yes. Yeah, it's uh, it's still conditioning in the bottle, which would say accounts for its fizziness and also leaves a residue at the bottom of the bottle when it settles. Oh, one of those. Yes. Which you're supposed to pour carefully, so, so as to leave the yeast in the bottom of the bottle. Can't you just use like a sieve? It doesn't have to be a fine sieve. Oh, it'll be the finest sieve you ever did see. Oh, fine, I see what you mean. I'll just fucking drink the yeast, fuck it. Yeah, it's not like I was hard getting any younger. It might be the secret. <laughs> Curing AIDS or something. Do you have AIDS? <laughs> no. Well, uh, ah, is this like a head and shoulders yeah. effort? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you don't have AIDS. I know. <laughs> oh dear. It's quite a nice beer, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I, I have nothing against it. And well, it's, but it just it's nothing remarkable. Yeah. What we want is remarkable beers here at uh, DTC. There's nothing interesting on Do you want to look at that? There's a QR code, but as you say, there's nothing interesting on Yes. That's it. I'll try another one. It's it's interesting enough. Uh, it's got potential. And it just doesn't have that extra quality required for a sticker. No. Well, I like beers to do something a bit different. You know, surprise you in some way. Well, I like that, but it can also be a pretty standard beer, just as long as it tastes bloody nice. Are you looking at it? So, um, you doing? I was checking we hadn't had one weird beer before. You may have a ginger one of there for or something like that. I'm not sure. I may have bought a weird beer one before. I cannot remember. Uh, yeah, so, good enough beer, but not sticker-worthy. Hmm. That's essentially what we're saying. That's what we're saying. So moving on to the doctor then. Yes, I uh, got. Yeah, the, at one point he got smashed over the head with his back during the uh, circus riots. <laughs> oh yes, the circus, <laughs> the great uh, circus riots. Yes, with the uh, head circus guy man. I thought that was uh, quite violent. But it was fine. Oh yeah, it was fine. No. Well, apart from being, you know, 
in a car with autons, but you know, you take where you can get. Well, he just got like, quite visibly smashed around the head with his face. It's like, ooh. So we should uh, not look quite how used to seeing that. I'm not sure. How many times the doctor's been smashed around the head? Non specifically. Two. Yeah. This and. Uh, and the, the previous time that we watched it. <laughs> okay, I'm going to explain numbers again to you, you know, okay. <laughs> I know numbers. Do you? Or are they just all one? <laughs> yes. And then two of the ones make two. Wouldn't two of the ones make two of the ones? Yes. That's the same thing. Two of the ones and two is the same. The Doctor sings, I don't want to set the world on fire, shortly before the TARDIS is covered in smoke. It wasn't fire, though, was it? I don't think it was, no. Because steady-state microwave loading always uh, has more smoke than flame, apparently. More smoke than flame? Flame. Oh, flame. Uh, yeah, welding does... Steady-state do micro-welding. Well, welding in general does... Generate a bit of smoke. Mm-hmm. It was invented by some people who had nine opposable digits, apparently. But then again, when I was welding, I was probably using impure. Do we metals. have like one opposable digit? So how do they have nine? Uh, nine or, arms. Or do we have two? Nine arms. We have two, I suppose. Well, as, yeah, technically we have two, so we've got nine arms. Unless they've got two on each hand. Would one on the other side. Well, isn't there some animal that has like a, like a thumb on their arm or something like that? Yeah, cats. Cast of what? The cast of uh, dogs. I'm so hoping you're going to say cats there. The cast of cats. <laughs> oh, the last we'd have had. So I had under loss. Yeah, I know. You've heard this podcast before, haven't you? Uh, the doctor as well. Couldn't sack Joe when he was uh, told by the Brigadier. Yeah, because well, the Brigadier knew he wouldn't be able to sack, sack her. Despite his sort of general disdain for her. Uh, but he, he just does not. He, you know, it, the doctor's. It, it like, comes down to it, he couldn't sack somebody. Yep. It's the age old problem. You know what the doctor's like? He, he likes to be alone, but then. He can't get rid of people when they follow him and shit. Oh, yeah. Because back to what I was saying before, he sees people as puppies. Yes, the, he does, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're going to have to find a new home. <laughs> he did oh, go on, then, you can stay. He, he did call her a ham-fisted bun vendor, though. I've no idea what that is. A bun, a person who sells it, buns who has a ham for a fist. Is it now? Would you have a ham for a fist? I assume. Or, <laughs> or what? Or, or nine opposable digits. Ham for a fist. If I've got a ham made of fist and I eat it, does it go back? <laughs> No, no, a ham made of fist is or different a to a fist made of ham. <laughs> or is it a ham made of fist? Surely a ham made of fist 
is just cannibalism. <laughs> I can't see any use for a ham made of fist. Like you open the slices of ham and it would just be slices of fist. So I'm going to have to go for the nine opposable digits, thanks. <laughs> that's that's the right answer in that particular vernacular. Uh, the, the doctor does mm. say, though, that he's qualified to deal with practically everything. Practically if he, if he, everything. If he, if he chooses to. That's a good get out clause. If every fails, is a. I chose not to. <laughs> yeah. Please see my earlier statement. It's on record. You cannot hold me accountable. So he's a government minister? The doctor is a government minister. Well, I must be like a master in hypnotism. Well, the, all that to have the superpower. Can the master. Can I? Can the Doctor sense the Master's TARDIS? Is that how he found it? Yes. Or maybe he just realised it was slightly out of place. That's strange for a horse box to be here. <laughs> or maybe it was. That's exactly where a horse box should be. It's got to be a TARDIS. <laughs> That's so perfect, it must appear to be a There's a horse box here, but I can't see any horses. Oh, they're in the horse box, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he'd been watching the horse box a while, and no horses have come out, apart from the mast. Or it, it said on the, uh, the registration mm. horse box. <laughs> There's always a slight little detail that gives it away. <laughs> you just say at the end that he's looking forward to the master, you know, dealing with the master. Mm. No, never mind the people that'll be killed, you know, as long as the doctor's amused. Well, you've got to amuse yourself. Plus, everyone on earth bores him. Yes, and when you said that, it mm. reminded me <laughs> of... Sure. Well, they said that they got one of the master in it because it would be like uh, Moriarty and Sherlock mm. Holmes. But that's another thing. Sherlock Holmes was always bored and wanted a challenge, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. So that's a bit like that as well. See? Mm. We're not just about the comedy here. Are we even? <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing I'll to say that. <laughs> Which brings us to Josephine. Grant. Is she called Josephine? True. I don't know. Is she short for Josephine? I don't know. I'm, I'm saying, saying it I is, think it yeah. is. I don't remember Joanna. Um, it's Josephine. Okay. I've decided. Joe uh, used the uh, fire extinguisher on the Doctor's experiment when she first met him. I yes, because it was slightly on fire. It was smoking. Yes. yes. And I was thinking... Is that because she thought it was a primord? That's the thing from the last yes. episode, isn't well it? Yes. I've only just got one. Well, you saw it before, but didn't know what it meant. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking it's like something from Transformers or something. I don't know anything about Transformers. Do you not watch Al's reviews? I watch Al's reviews. Did you not? Did you not learn anything then? Well, I've forgotten him, apparently. He's doing G.I. Joe now, so that's, that all, that's all I remember. 
uh, after Joe was hypnotized, mm-hmm. uh, I like the way the doctor reassured her by, you know, pointing at like, we're all fine, look, see, Captain Yates is there. Ignore him. I'm here. Ign- ignore the way that he's drooling. Br- Brigadier's <laughs> here. Black pudding sofa's here. We're all fine. Do you want a boiled egg? <laughs> or an eggy biscuit? <laughs> Drunken Times Hour was sponsored by eggy biscuits. <laughs> Let's not have eggy biscuits. <laughs> Stop saying that. She, she is quite eager. I would say, of her character. Uh, she was getting things done. Was she? Yeah. Well, more out of uh, accidents than, than actually trying to get things done. Well, even in the downtime. She was in downtime? Yeah. God, that was awful. <laughs> but yeah, she was just like the eager work experience chip. And she flirted with Mr. Campbell at uh, I don't know, Scientific Supplies or whatever it was. Per my kids. Yes, if only he knew science. <laughs> Gets you all the chicks. Does it? No. <laughs> and she also knows Escapology. But Liz Shaw never knew Escapology. Did Liz Shaw know anything? She knew science. Did it get her all the chicks? <laughs> <laughs> we can only speculate. She went to Cambridge, so, you know, did that go So, wrong? yes. So, yes. <laughs> Let's start all new rumours about Cambridge. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I quite like her. She's, uh, you know, entertaining. Yeah. I've, I've literally nothing against Joe at all. Mike Gates wishes to see something against Joe. At least she did something on my list. It just as long as she does things in the future that doesn't that don't fuck up too. But then I suppose that's the life of being a companion, isn't it? Until the new series. What to don't fuck up. To fuck up to and fuck then up. have the doctor rescue you. Nowadays it's the job of the companion to form the entire basis of the identity of the doctor. <laughs> no spoilers. Uh, well, I don't mind if they fuck up, it's just do something to fuck up. <laughs> Rather than just sitting on your black pudding. <laughs> so watching like the episode go <laughs> So unit and their security. I just wanted to like the the doctor said that this place is only um you know should be only people the only people in here should be the tea lady and the brigadier's personal staff. <laughs> it just sounds stupid. And then but I forgot to mention on the master in disguise. But as for security, though, they've got a fucking uh, auton in the safe, in case anybody breaks in. That was the puppy dog factory. The puppy dog factory. Was that the plastic factory? It was in our units. That's not units. Oh, well, well, they've got good security. <laughs> they have Unit them. can learn from that. <laughs> put, a, put an auton in their safe. Yeah. <laughs> anybody breaks in here, you've got a fucking auton to deal with. They don't need to breathe. I'll uh, see if they'll get on with that. There were some, I think I mentioned they had a new lab set so that the Brigadier didn't have to move anywhere. And also they got, that, um, in the show they've got CSO, so it means they don't actually have to build sets and things. So CSO? Green screen. Crime scene officer. Green screen. <laughs> there was a few things where, they, where it was just, it's just like the master and some autons standing in front of a green screen. Green screen? 
green screen so that uh, they didn't have to actually build anything mm. with varying results. And now we get down to the very exciting adventure of the slow spinning pufferfish. Yes. In the lab, for some reason, there's a there's there's a pufferfish suspended by string that very slowly spins round and slowly looks at the camera. Maybe it's like the security in there. <laughs> Maybe it was the master spine with another one of his masks. <laughs> master pufferfish mask. <laughs> yeah. I will see you soon, Doctor, just as soon as I can spin very slowly around and look at you. <laughs> oh, he's gone. Damn it. <laughs> it was almost the perfect disguise. Apart from everything. Uh, now I want the, the, the Master's Companion to be that black pudding sofa. Would he sit on his companion? I did like how in the, the new series with John Sim, he sort of had a companion. Vaguely. Although he married her. Hmm. And then he had a companion in the TV movie. The Master. That was him. Yes, boy. Indeed. You didn't, oh, <clears throat> they did mention at one point they didn't know how many daffodils were out there or for how long. So that's them doing the job again. Good job, unit. Yep, the unit. Well, the stupid doll, evil doll, it looks evil. Shouldn't it look nice? Yeah, that's my reasoning, so that, you know, people would actually want to take it, as opposed to Mm -hmm. being, dear God, what is that, kill it with fire. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we briefly touched upon that when we talked about the master. But then he's trying to give it to the guy, he's like, Mm -hmm. dear God, well, he wasn't, but, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah. Nope, I thought I thought something about that. But I just, yeah, as I say, it's such an ugly, fat little thing. Nobody in their right mind is going to want one. So why would you make it? And that said, they're not really all that scary, fat dolls. Well, yes, they had the fangs. The, the whole fangs thing. Yes, but have, have you seen one of the fat dolls trying to stand up? It took nearly an episode. <laughs> For it to stand up. It was, like it was in the back of a moving car, the poor thing. <laughs> and it was also in the house. It rolled about like there was, a... There was an earthquake. Like on. somebody of the world's... Well... Biggest... Yes. Obese people TV show. Are there many of them? I don't know. There probably is two of them. Just the two? The two shows, yeah. Are you sure it wasn't the one again and you watched it twice? No. These were two different ones. Different ones, was it? Yeah. They were the two different world biggest obese people. So the doll was shot to death. It looked very tragic, that, yeah. (laughs) It was shot to pieces. It was in bits. It goes, oh, poor doll. No, but what happened is after what well, you don't see, but afterwards, it 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 coalesced to T one thousand style, and then went that would have been cool. And then I went to felt sorry for the doll. You felt sorry for the doll. It was in bits. <laughs> it it looked in pain. 
already. Um, yeah, cubs yeah. can, since there weren't any caves. Yeah. Were there no caves? There are no oh, caves. Bish. What the fuck is this show? Um, my quote is the doctor uh, clarifying about money with someone else. And it goes lustily. I don't want to give anything away. <laughs> yeah. How much are they paying you? <laughs> come, come, doctor. Gentlemen don't discuss money. Nonsense. Gentlemen never talk about anything else. Mine was, uh, the doctor was in trouble and was calling for help. Lustily. You've got no right to keep me here, you know. I have a good mind to call for help. Help! 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 Final thoughts, then? I didn't think it was bad, not bad. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I enjoyed the master fully worth that. I thought it trailed off towards the end. It got a bit... Well, well when you think about it, it's, it's the master's attempt to world domination using plastic daffodils. Mm. But it helps to have a good companion again after Liz. Yes. And as you say, the master. Mm. Who was all, who's, uh, Roger Delgado who plays him is very good. Yeah, and, and it was only five episodes as well. That uh, did help mm. as well. Yeah, there's more It, it, there's it, more it was back towards a reasonable storyline. There's more stories this season. And the longest one is six episodes. Which I think is the next one. Ooh. Which you're doing. Yay! Segway. <laughs> Our end quote is James Moriarty from uh, Sherlock. Mm. He says, "Every fairy tale needs good old-fashioned villain." Discussion concluded. Let's try the head. <laughs> <laughs>